Welcome to another episode of That's Dope. My name is Godzilla Ugwa, and I have a very special guest with us today. Her name is T.S. Roxy. How are you? Thank you so much for joining uh, this podcast. I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to talk with you. You know, like uh, this has been an episode I've been wanting to have for a long time. Uh, you know, definitely talk with you. I, I remember talking with you back in summertime. Like, I just wanted to... Uh, hear about what your experience is like and then especially now uh especially this last month with the Dave Chappelle special uh mm-hmm. I was like this is uh, a more important time to talk about like what your experience is like uh we became friends and you know you started telling me about like how um you know you your life is like you're a sex worker uh you're a black trans woman and you know like you have like so many experiences that I thought were like really cool to share so mm-hmm. you know I'm really excited to hear about that I'm and also if I stick my foot in my mouth you know say something wrong please uh you know bear with me because you know I'm learning I'm learning a lot oh, so no, no, no. it's okay I'm not gonna bear with you I'll correct all right there we go yeah <laughs> yeah please honestly tell me tell me like uh what I'm missing you know uh especially like with this whole Dave Chappelle thing that just happened mm-hmm. um with this whole special it seems like there's a lot of misinformation, uh, especially when it comes to trans people. Uh, I don't know a lot myself, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to, you know, sort of clear things up and, you know, sort of see what your life is like. Uh, so I guess to start off, uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself, like how, like what you do right now, and then also, um, I guess, like how this year has been treating you too? Yeah, of course. So, of course, I go by the real Roxy or TS Roxy or whatever, but I'm originally from St. Louis. I'm trans, clearly. Um, (laughs) I've been kind of like in sex work for a very long time, probably like since I was about 15. Wow. Yeah. So it started off as far as like just full out prostitution, if we're going to be completely blunt. But like in my later years, as far as now, it's more so like in the porn industry, which is better because I make more money. Um, Legal. um, What do they say? Like a tax paying citizen. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So And hopefully it's safer too, right? Yeah, of course. It's a lot safer because I get to choose who I want to do videos, even if I want to or not want to so that's always awesome and it's much more fun because you treat it like a business and you're able to create your own schedule and do as you please right so it's always good um yeah but as far as the dave Chappelle special goes i honestly did not watch the full the full comedy sketch or whatever Mm. because (sighs) to be honest it's the one before the latest one that they released on Netflix was funnier to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it didn't offend me, but personally, I can never like, uh, we can never like, how can I put it? Like if a person, if like many trans people were offended by it, then we can't like, what is it? Invalidate their feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because me personally, you know, I grew up around stuff like that. So when you tend to grow up around 
people saying things like that, it goes in one ear and out the other. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to watch the rest of it because it's stupid. Yeah. To me. To yeah. me. But, and I also think like, he's a comedian. So they should let comedians tell their jokes, right? Mm. It brings people together. Especially like what he's talking about. And he wasn't just talking about trans people. So in my opinion, it wasn't funny. I wasn't offended personally, but hey. Hey, I you think know, that's a, this a good, generation has, huh? Yeah, no, I was about to say, I was like, I think that's a good uh, mindset with that. You know, I've even heard like many other trans people like couldn't finish it, uh, you know, like, or, and like, I do sort of agree, like this one wasn't very funny. Like, uh, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, it was just more like, I have something to say and you guys are going to listen to me talk about this group right the last one was like really funny mm -hmm. even when he like as far as like the uh the joke about the gay people and the trans uh, person car. in the car yeah, yeah uh -huh. that was so funny like i think he was based with this one i think he was basically trying to clean up the mess but it was kind of like mm, it ain't funny mm -hmm. it wasn't funny to me i think that's i think that's fair hey, you were about to say about this generation though right yeah, but this generation, they're so, like, they're very sensitive. Or they try to be very sensitive, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, that's something I've been wondering about, too, is, like... Uh, but it's for the best. It's yeah. for the best. Because yeah, like we're say, starting like, to talk about these things, right? Yes, and once you open up and talk about it, even for people who are not, like... Um, comfortable being around trans people or even want to be around trans people and make them want to learn a little bit even if they really don't want to if that makes sense yeah 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 like it, i think it is something that we need to start talking about like as a honestly a human society right yeah because we need to normalize trans uh women not only trans women, but trans men as well, right? Mm -hmm. It's so easy for people to say like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that, and I don't like this about trans women, but you rarely hear about trans men because they go under the radar. And no one really, once you start to think of like uh, sex or gender, no one really, like this is truly a man's world. Honestly. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it from the aspect of being trans because there are so many things that women are told not to do, what we should do, how we should do it, and how we're treated and looked at in the eyes of men. So, oh wow, yeah, I guess that's not something like I, I think about a lot. Yeah, I guess uh, like what's what's something that uh, like an experience that like we're missing you know something that like we need to like hear about uh especially like from your perspective you know that like for example like um like man like the male perspective and like what we're telling like the rest of society to do i guess right yeah i would the number one thing for me because i'm 31 is remember that trans women are human right we deserve respect if respect is given, right? And yeah, we tend to overly sexualize ourselves, but most women do. I'm not gonna say most women do. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on myself, right? Uh -huh. And trans women that I know. I'm not gonna say that. But <laughs> yeah. most trans women 
overly sexualized to compensate for being trans, right? Because mm-hmm. the more sex, well, from from our world, right? Mm-hmm. The more sexier you come off, the less a man will look at you and say, oh, that's a trans woman. Because men think with their eyes or their penis. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> so when they see big breasts, big hips, big ass, it takes off from like, oh, that's a trans woman most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, like, men should not just treat us like treat us human. Mm-hmm. Get to know us. Let us be who we're going to be. Because in my generation, we didn't talk about being trans. We didn't really know what trans was. And if you were passable, meaning like you can pass as female, mm-hmm. you did that. Like you didn't tell people that you were trans. You lived what they call stealth, which means you flew under the radar. So you wouldn't have to deal with the problematic things that trans women would go through that were deemed that they that they looked like a man. So, and that's why a lot of girls do that. But, hey. Wow. Uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, I never really thought about like uh, the passing part, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it, it makes me wonder, like, yeah, I mean, like the human aspect, I guess you like you shouldn't have to have to pass to be treated like with any type of respect, right? Right, right. But when you live in a world that's like predominantly heterosexual mm-hmm. and predominantly like male and female, you either have to be male or female so when you're steady trying to push the agenda of trans and it's something completely like no one wants to see a male turn female right so especially in a black why do you think that is by the way i'll say in a black community because of you know it goes back to like slavery and um what is it called uh butt breaking but oh, what is it called yeah, like that emasculation these, right that yeah when they would yeah. break the uh male yeah, the, slaves yeah to the bull bre- yeah the bull breaking right or something like that. yeah i'm not really sure what it's called but it goes back to that and mm. what we were what what they were taught back then and it just trickles down from generation to generation mm. which is why so many black people in my experience they're against like homosexuality uh trans you know anything that has to be, do with lgbt it's kind of like they step back from it although we're black before anything right so it's just like that's that's that right there right we should yeah be. and they tend to forget that like we have a special privilege just because we are trans or gay or lesbian no we don't they look at us the same we right. look exactly. just like you all right they treat us so. all bad right because yeah i mean i've been hearing about like uh the agenda right like the government is trying to turn all men gay or you know like or something like that and i'm just sort of like yeah. where, where'd that come from but you, i i like that you you brought the historical aspect to that because yeah that's not something i i even thought about honestly yeah wow. and that's crazy like oh the trans agenda the gay agenda we're pushing gay like what are you talking about like when i was younger all I saw was like affection from men and women, 
my mother and father on TV, all you saw were men and women. But from the age of three, I would tell my mother I wanted to be a girl and she would tell me, that's not what little boys do or want, right? So my mother told me that from the age of three and I wasn't around any gay people or any trans people. Wow. In fact, that's a, that's a question actually that I was wondering if I could even ask. Like, it's like, how'd you know? Like, because uh, that's, a, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, also sorry if that's like not the, the proper question, I guess, to ask. But yeah, I guess like, so you knew like when you were three years old, like, as like you had your own awareness of yourself that, yeah, you were always meant to be a woman, right? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily word it like that because, okay. you know, when you're a child, um, you know, many people like to think like, oh, children are naive. Children don't know much of anything. And to a certain extent, it's true because, you know, as a child, your mind is still, you know, growing and learning and all those other things. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, parents know when their children are different. And I'll say different because, like I said, in a Black community, no one really it's just gay. It's not LGBTQ, mm-hmm. IA+, plus. Right? it's none of that. It's yeah. gay, mm-hmm. right? So when I would say things like that, my father would say, like, I don't have no gay children. I don't have, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So at the age of three, was I aware? No, but I knew I wanted to be a girl. I see. Yes. You know? Uh-huh. So from the age of three, then five, then 10, then when I was able to make make it come into a reality I was about 13 years old right so that's when my mother um, got me counseling and she realized like hey this is serious and you've been saying this since you were three years old right Mm -hmm. so she's like what did I do wrong did I raise you wrong what did I do and it's like for me I have always been this way you know, even when I even when I wasn't able to put a name on it or a label on it, I knew I wanted to be a girl. Ah, that's dope. Yeah. So, you know, because and I'm only saying in my experience, because yes. there are many people who have different experiences and which is why some people may say, oh, it's a choice, you know, because they were brought into the lifestyle from uh manipulation rape um molestation you know but that's a very small percentage but they have a voice too right mm-hmm. so that's, and that's one thing you have to remember yeah also I, I really appreciate you you know prefacing it like that you know but also it's really cool to hear what your experience is like uh because yeah i mean yeah i don't even know it's like what's the proper way to even ask about like that too you know but um you know something yeah, that course, comes to mind yeah but i mean i think the proper way to ask is when you actually are friends with the person mm-hmm. and or when the conversation is open and that person feels comfortable enough to talk to you about that right because clearly if a person's walking around dressed as a female or a woman they want to be presented as such right mm-hmm. no matter if you can tell that they're male or not mm-hmm. yeah it's not like really like my 
business to like hey why are you like that right but like you know like it, yeah, it, no, it, yeah. <laughs> but it means a lot that you right like hey right but like you know it does mean a lot that you are sharing your experience with us you know like uh it does mean a lot um yeah thank you i appreciate that yeah 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 and i mean like i'm this only been like 10 minutes already and it's like this has been like pretty deep to to hear like what your experience is like um mm. and like i guess because it feels like there's so much that we have to learn, uh, especially, I think, like, in the last 10 years or sorts, right? Like, that's, like, when the conversation has become more mainstream, right? Uh, sure. But there's still so much that, like, people don't know at all, right? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, they don't know, because the information is out. Mm-hmm. Just like when um, you have Caucasian people say, oh, well, I don't know much about slavery because I wasn't there, but it's uh-huh. like, the information is out there mm-hmm. it's it's a google search away yeah. it's a youtube video away yeah. you know nowadays it's so many different platforms to where you don't even have to read yeah, and someone's telling you yeah look yeah. at us uh-huh. so <laughs> yeah that's what i think that's what i'm like i'm hoping to do uh with this talk right now because you know like even just sort of scrolling on instagram and it's just sort of seeing like ignorance about it you know ignorance about um like i saw like a meme that like i didn't really like like where uh, there was a trans woman that was like hey you were attracted to me and then you found out that i was trans and then you know you started getting mad and and then people were like defending their choice and it's just sort of like i don't think that's that's proper you know like i think it's not yeah because um men are entitled Mm -hmm. And when I say men are entitled, they're they're entitled to women's bodies, right? Anytime, like, say, for instance, I'll go out to the grocery store. I'll go out for brunch. I may go to the gym. I have men come up who want to talk to me, but the way they get my attention is by touching my lower back or touching my ass or grabbing my arm. You know what I mean? So... And when you actually do tell them if they don't know, but when you actually do tell them, they do get a bit offended, but it's like, I don't even know you. (laughs) I didn't come up to you. Uh I didn't want sex from you instantly. Like Mm -hmm. you wanted it from me, but now you're upset because you were thinking with your (laughs) private part. Uh And you saw a beautiful woman that you may have wanted to impregnate subconsciously. That's what I always say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they be trying to put a baby up in you. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And I see, that's, that's another thing. It's like men, most men do not humanize trans women. It's a fetish. It's sexual. And I feel like the only way it, it'll stop is when trans women realize that they hold value and there's no need for a man to validate your womanhood yeah women need men in their lives but there's no reason for a man to validate our womanhood right Mm -hmm. so because when you're looking for that approval it's easy for men to just come in your life fuck you and go but no one wants that everyone wants to be in love everyone wants to be in a healthy relationship oh wow yeah that's, that's i mean i know nice. i do 
yeah 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 like yeah yeah like how's like how's that especially like uh like love as a sex worker right that sounds even more complicated too right well i don't well i think people make it more complicated than it seems because it's like okay if you look at it from a man's point of view right Mm -hmm. from a man's point of view a man can wife a woman love her to death but have sex with another woman and there's no feeling involved besides him wanting to get a nut and maybe some type of like fantasy aspect of the you know inter interaction Mm kind of like the same thing I don't have feelings for the men that I create content with. Most of the time, I don't want to be with them in like a monogamous relationship. And that's that's that. Okay. But then like, you can sort of separate, or like in a way, like find the monogamous or I guess the, like, would you consider yourself like polyamorous or like monogamous? Or I guess like there's like, no. just sort of in the middle, huh? No, I'm kind of old school. I like monogamy okay yeah i'm kind of old school because i'm a very i'll be honest i know myself and um i don't want any type of leeway for a man to tell me oh well you're a porn star and and you get to fuck uh you know your co-stars or have sex with your co-stars why can't i Mm -hmm. you know so no Mm -hmm. okay and that's why that's why it's very important for me to find a partner who is okay with creating content with me solely right ah. um okay that's my thing yeah that's what i'm looking for now because i i make six figures so it's something that i cannot i cannot and will not just throw it away completely yeah um, okay yeah like that's yeah i guess that's not something i like um this is good this is all really good you know like this is yeah. like really opening up my like even definition of it you know like i have the perspective of a man that's not you know like really around uh sex work or whatever you know it's still something i have to learn um you know like yeah this this is this is really cool yeah most definitely because you know i know i know a lot of girls who from the outside looking in are in healthy relationships and the girls are prostitutes Mm -hmm. i can never do that because like i said I don't want a man telling me like, well, you get to do A, B, and C, and I can't. Or, oh, let me bring a girl in because you're down with it anyways, and I'm not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is why I had to switch from prostitution to porn. I mean, it's still sex work, but mm-hmm. like I stated earlier, it's kind of, it's completely different because mm-hmm. I get to choose who I sleep with. And I can just make solo videos and or find a partner and me and him can just create content together. I see. Would it be cool if I asked about like how you got into prostitution and then like transition into porn uh, or like online content? Okay, so how I got into prostitution is Mm -hmm. when my mother found out that like this is real, you know, Mm -hmm. because um, she had got to the point where to the point where you know when you become a teenager and you start smelling yourself basically mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> being uh so i was being like i was going against the grain basically mm-hmm. and she or would rebellious. tell me yeah very rebellious and she would tell me like oh you can't do this 
until you're out of my house, mm-hmm. you know, or you can't dress like a girl until you're able to pay for it yourself. Right. Oh, okay. So um, my stepfather's Muslim. He's from Jerusalem. Wow. And, you know, within their religion, it's <laughs> completely hell. <Hardcore. laughs> yeah. To say the least, but she sent mm-hmm. me to live with my sister. So I was, I was living, I went from living middle to upper class to complete poverty. Oh, right. So I was put into a situation to where my sister worked two jobs. She had two children and she couldn't afford daycare and the government would not, the government would get her, give her like a certain amount of, uh, I guess, monies or credits to get free daycare. Right. Mm -hmm. So on certain days I would have to watch them. And my, my sister just straight up told me like, either you can watch my kids or you can get out. Wow. Right? Because she had to work. Yeah. (laughs) So I would literally, at the age of 14, I would literally steal my sister's car. I live, I'm I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. So, (laughs) okay. So um, I met a person in uh, like, I would say freshman year. Mm -hmm. I met him and um, he introduced me to other people. And one of the people was a trans woman and this was my first time interacting with a trans woman but when i saw her and i interacted with her i was like this is what i want and just so happened she was a prostitute oh, okay. and just so happened she, um i was telling her what had happened to me and she was just like well you could be my daughter right so hmm. she was kind of like a mother figure to me and and but instead of her telling me like finish school you know just like a boy from the time being but finish school and then once she get out of school and get a job then properly transition, right? That mm. that would be the right way to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, once you have, but um, once you figure out that you're trans, your dysphoria starts to kick in, right? So when you look in a mirror and you see a person that you don't want to see and it, it's not adding up, you have to change it. You have to change it. That's how a lot of uh, trans women end up commit suicide, suiciding and all uh, like, uh, cutting themselves because of the dysphoria so she took me on the stroll and that's how I began prostituting at the age of I want to say I was like 14 turning 15 uh, yeah, okay. yeah so I did that off and on for about maybe like three years okay yeah and then I moved from like actual walking up and down um the street prostituting to um, ads like on uh, Backpage and things of that nature. Okay. Went from that to getting a regular job because I was completely tired of, you know, uh, prostituting or sex work, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I was tired of it because I was tired of dealing with different energies, different men and, you know, men different men that i didn't want to have access to me mm-hmm. having access to me after a while it becomes very draining it becomes very lonely and the only thing the only thing you can think about is your survival right mm-hmm. so at that point in time it was more so for survival because i didn't know better i wasn't taught much of anything most of the things that i was taught and that i'm still being taught it's from white men, right? Even even 
even men who look like me as far as the same skin color, mm-hmm. they would be okay with giving me money, having sex with me and leaving instead of giving me a bit of knowledge that they may have that to better me, to better myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped uh, prostituting for about a good four years. And I was working at like, uh, I was working at like a grocery store. And then I started working at like a Amazon. Oh, so warehouses. Yeah, like a warehouse. I see. So, so, but one thing about sex work, um, the money, it's fast money. And if you know, if you do it properly, you can make a lot of money, right? So once I realized I can make more money online versus posting ads, I was like, fuck, I might as well do that. Like, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) It's stupid of me to continue to have all these different men have access to my body Mm -hmm. when I can just stop stop it completely and have two to three people that I see on a regular basis create content and... I'm finished, right? Mm-hmm. Because on OnlyFans, you can pre-schedule all your content. So I can have my content pre-scheduled for um, two months in advance and not oh, even wow. have sex while people thinking, oh, she's a fucking slut. She loves sex. I'm like, I haven't had sex in a month or two. Hey, so. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's how I transitioned from it. And that's the good thing about this generation because it's like <sighs> trans women have so much access to a lot of things that I didn't have access to when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. Even with the surgeries, it was like pulling teeth. Even finding a good therapist was like pulling teeth. Even getting on hormones legally was like pulling teeth. Now they have apps and all this other stuff. So yeah, I was about to ask, like, how is it today versus like how was it? You know, I mean, we're, the funny thing is, we're the same generation, right? So it's like, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, so it sounds like it's, it's getting completely better. Completely huh? different. Yeah, okay. it's completely different. It's better, although you know, we may not be completely accepted everywhere around the world, mm-hmm. or even in you know, completely in the U.S. But it's a lot better, you know. Okay. At, you know, it's to the point where we're actually visible. It's to yeah. the point where you know. N- we don't have to just come out at nighttime or, you know, be seen as a thrill and go. Now we're actually seeing doctors, lawyers, uh, pop stars, comedians, you know, all across the board, trans women and trans men. So that's amazing because, you know, we all want to be able to look up and see someone like us so we can thrive and be better in life and you know, in all of our accomplishments or goals, because if we don't, it's kind of hard. Yeah, honestly, you know, yeah, especially, like... especially as being trans and being exiled from your family, your community, and not knowing what to do, where to go, and how to even start to do it or build a life because no one told you, right? Mm-hmm. No one taught you. No one even gave you advice or no one was even willing to give you advice. So that's amazing. Wow, that's good. I, I, at least I'm happy that it's getting better. Uh, you know, like, it's, especially like with 
um yeah this whole spell special right like where i was like ah uh one argument i had heard was if you want to be treated like a human you have to be able to be made fun of you know but i was like is that really fair especially like as like the trans community is still like sort of getting beaten down in a way right yeah i don't i don't really understand that statement but i mean comedy is comedy mm. and you can't laugh at him talking about white people you know and crackheads and people with hiv and then turn and say oh no you shouldn't say that about trans people you know mm-hmm. but like i said I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for other trans women and how they feel. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think that's like the the wisest perspective for sure, right? Yeah. yeah, but you most definitely cannot. You can't pick and choose what you want to laugh at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, he's a comedian. We have made that man make a lot of money. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, like... <laughs> He's funny. He's good at what he does, but I don't know. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, uh, cause yeah, I mean, like right now, like he's doing, uh, um, like this movie that's supposed to be happening in ten cities, mm-hmm. and like I'm looking at the prices for it, and like it's like starting at hundred twenty dollars, you know, per seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's about to get like a lot, a lot more money. So you know, that's what I'm saying. And they're going to come out and see Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah. he's actually funny, you know. Yeah. So. That's true. I just hope he curates content like when he like when he tells his trans jokes to where it's actually like the last um skit or whatever versus mm. this one. Because the last one was funny. Like mm. I love the last one. Like actually like make people laugh with this, not just Yeah, like yeah, this one was kind of like cringe. Yeah. It was very cringe worthy. Like, ooh. and I just clicked off of it because it was like this isn't even funny. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think I like uh that perspective about comedians. Cause yeah, I mean, you know, like I like personally it sort of bumps me out that like uh that people were like trying to boycott oh not boycott it, but like get it taken out. But at the same time, it's like, it, it's like maybe that's a fair perspective, right? Like, since it is, like, offensive to uh, a whole group, you know? So, Well, I don't think it's fair. Yeah. I think they're doing that because he's Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, they always want to tear a Black man down. And I'm saying that. And I can, I can, I can vouch for that because I'm Black, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah. always trying to take the black man's accolades and accomplishments and achievements and mm. all that other stuff and it's just like what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. like this he's been a comedian for over 10 years mm-hmm. he was on the little what is that the comedy show the comedy yeah. little like comedy, comedy central, central yeah. or whatever yeah no one had a problem with him talking about crackheads yeah uh yeah black community <laughs> like, right yeah mm. keep on going yeah then, like, uh, yeah that's a good point that brings me to another question i guess like uh what is the differences between like white trans culture and black trans culture and i guess like the acceptance right do you do you see a a difference or um you know like is it is it is it harder for sure i think there's a disconnect solely because um white and i'm just going to say white people as a whole Mm -hmm. they tend to not understand the struggle of the black culture right so to speak so there all there will always be a disconnect so 
because even like when I was going to therapy um, in one of my sessions, because um, I was seeing like a white trans therapist and she told me like, you know, maybe you should go see a black therapist. And I was like, well, why would I do that if you're trans, Uh you know? And it's Uh like, okay. So I just felt like, okay, there's a disconnect because you, you can't, you don't even understand or know how to help me get through with what I'm getting through because our experiences were somewhat different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because most most white trans people I talked to, their parents didn't put them out. Not saying that they that it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but with most trans women that are black, their parents disown them. Their parents put them out. Their parents tell them, in order for you to live a certain way under my roof, you will be called by this, which is the name I gave you, and you will look like the person that I pushed out. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. How, but, is your relationship with your family better these days, or is it yeah, most training? definitely good. Yeah, good. it's still this. It's it's a it's a lot better. Um, it was never bad with like my sisters because they were always on board supportive and like wanting me to thrive. But when you come from a family full of trauma, mm. you know, <laughs> it's like, where do you begin? Yeah. You know, like, it's I like another always, thing, right. To start. Yeah, like, trying Cause, to... I used, Cause I used to always ask my mother, like, why did you send me to my sister? Why did you, you know, Loki disowned me. Mm-hmm. Why did you feel a certain way? And she would always tell me, I never felt a certain way. I have, I have uh, many of gay friends and I would have to tell her, I'm not gay, I'm trans, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And there's a disconnect right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, she, she, she would say like, I did the best that I could do. I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. But once I started to dig deep into my mother's history, and some of my sister's history when I, from when I was younger, maybe she did do the best she could do, ah. you know? Because how I feel and what I feel like she should have done, she probably couldn't have done. Like I'm giving her, I gave her too much credit, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so. That's good. I mean, that's also really cool that you're able to like empathize with your mom in that sense, right? Yeah, like, her, yeah, yeah. See her experience. Yeah. Uh, and I t- that because it had got to a, it had got to a point where every time we because every year I would ask her like why did you disown me you know she would always say well I did my best I took care of you and I was like you you didn't do your best you didn't do your best I always like that would always be the fight and it's just like I had to sit down and realize like maybe she did do her best Dang. you know okay oh well, that's cool I mean so I guess like would you say that you've like forgiven her in a sense or like you think like there's still things to be like worked on like absolutely uh, not yeah mm-hmm. no yeah <laughs> no i will never forgive her until she tells me the truth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about why she did what she did right i can only speculate on why she did what she did but i wanted to come out of her actually mouth. her yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm an adult and yeah. you know a lot of the trauma and the things that i went through it stemmed from her right mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, and I feel bad when I say that because it's like, you know, they say like, oh, you're an adult, you can change what happened to you. But 
sometimes that trauma is so deep to the point where it affects you. Yeah, your whole being, right? Yeah, it affects Mm -hmm. you day in and day out. Yes, you can push it to the back of your mind. Yes, you can stay busy. But it's like, as your child, can you really tell me why you did what you did? You know? And clearly, I I can... I I know why. Because she had so many children. She didn't know how to raise us. And she found the man of her dreams and he swept her off her feet and she just wanted to be happy, right? Um, but I mean, if you have children, you should take care of your children instead of trying to take care of a man, yeah. right? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a great yeah. point. Uh, I guess, w- what are you hoping like this next generation is able to, like how, like how should they be like treated? You know, how should they be like taken care of uh, so that way they can become like healthier people? Like, I guess like what's something that you wish that you had uh, as you were growing up um, so that way you could be like who you're, you're supposed to be better? Yeah, of course. I feel like um, a really good support system, right? We all need a really good support system. We all need, I'm a big advocate of go to school. Mm. right Mm -hmm. if you don't want to go to college get a trade Mm -hmm. right because no one should be forced into survival sex work Mm -hmm. right and when i say survival sex work i mean like prostitution you know because nowadays you know there are a lot of people on only fans doing porn and that's good porn is considered sex work but i mean they're actually making the conscious decision to say hey I'm comfortable doing this and I'm going to do this because it's way safer, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. But I'm talking about the girls who have to go into prostitution on the streets, see people that they don't want to see for money to live a certain life, mm-hmm. go to school, get yeah. a trade and live your life, right? And I would also want to say men, Black men especially, need to start humanizing women. And when I say women, I mean females and trans women. A lot more than what they do because they sexualize us. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we all, we're, uh, like I see on YouTube, we always having conversations on, oh, look, like, oh, it's the women's fault that men don't, uh, except trans women um, 100% are openly. No, the fuck is not. <laughs> it's men's fault. Men are entitled. Men feel like they can do whatever they want to do and they don't want to put a label on it. They don't want to do this. They don't want people to know. Men need to be uh, held more accountable for their actions and they need to keep it real because we can only keep it real. And when men start to fully accept themselves as pansexual bisexual trans attracted straight and trans attracted uh whatever i feel like we'll all be able to live healthier lives because trans women will be deemed i don't even want to say good enough but trans women will be deemed like okay i'm comfortable in my own skin we can live our lives. We can be happy. We have children, and live in the, live a healthy life, or what I would consider a healthy life, right? Because mm-hmm. I see so many trans women 
when they get old, they're still lonely prostitutes. Dang. Or sex workers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but they're lonely. For survival, right? Not for... yeah, but they're lonely. Like mm-hmm. you can go on you you can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook, you can go on Instagram and see healthy heterosexual relationships and healthy gay relationships. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see a thriving, healthy trans attracted man and a trans woman in a healthy, thriving relationship. And when I say relationship, I mean like you know, been together for more than five years. They may have children. They, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that type of. Yeah. Deal. Like actually have a family. Like the, yeah, the I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Haven't uh, seen it. That's a good point. Especially yeah. in the in the black community, I have not seen. It. Yeah, that's a great point. If I'm thinking about, it. I'm like I've never even thought about that. You know, until you brought that up. Yeah. So you know, yeah, like yeah, I mean. It, it, I think that does make an argument for like, uh, like the media, right? You know, like, yeah, I've never, I've never really seen like a trans family, you know, in the media, right? Uh, like, or just anywhere really, you know, um, you know, actually, it wasn't even until talking to you, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, we want to be treated like people, right? Of course, humanize us. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful thing because they are starting to do it, you know, which is why we have trans pop stars, trans doctors, trans therapists, you know, mm-hmm. all across the board. But it needs to be pushed more for Black trans people. I like that. Because even with Black people, you know how they give us the shitty end of the stink most of the time. Yeah. yeah. But just but imagine. Then- for ourselves we need to do this right yeah yeah wow Most that's definitely. fantastic but that's fantastic. but like i said black men need to be held accountable not black women it's not black women who make black men hide all their insecurities or how they truly feel about trans women it's 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 the men mm-hmm. and they need to be held accountable they should be held accountable mm-hmm. but I'm all for people telling their own stories and coming out when they want to, because <laughs> most men don't see themselves as trans attractive or they don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like because admitting mean. that, then they would have to go down an entire rabbit hole of other questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like, like, is there even like a LGBT label for trans attracted type of deal? Like, yeah, it's not even something I've even thought about. I like, guess, yeah, I'm, like, as you said earlier, it's just been gay, right? And yeah, yeah it's and, like, I mean, and, and for a majority of black people, mm-hmm. it's still gay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can, you can say I identify as trans, but I can go, I can go back to where I was raised. And they would say, no, you're not, you're not trans, you're a nigga. You're gay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, use my language, but yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. Feel free to, yeah, but yeah, same time. You know how it is when, yeah. when people get around their homeboys and stuff like that. So yeah. Damn. It but sounds like we have that's a lot why of it's a beautiful thing to have open dialogue because I know people that are like, hey, I got trans friends, like 
don't be disrespectful but mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah to actually start mm-hmm. actually start like being respectful as a whole but then yeah there's more that we need to get to for sure mm-hmm. yeah most definitely wow you know? is yeah i mean this was fantastic honestly like you this was very eye-opening and i i appreciate you you know spending the time and being like really open with me about your experiences um you know like what's been you know like what what you like to see and like what we need to do and i i agree honestly this this is this is the start that uh we need to have you know uh and i really appreciate there's one thing but if there's one thing that i could say Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I'm gonna say a couple of things. Yeah, right. Feel free, yeah, yeah. Lay it all, yeah, lay it all out. I definitely, yeah. So, so to trans women, you know, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just because you see a person's potential does not mean that they're gonna reach their potential. <laughs> uh, especially if they're adults, right? Yeah. Be selfish. Be very selfish until you get to the place where you want to be, mm-hmm. no matter what. And don't let anyone or anybody dictate your transition or how you should transition or what you should look like. And as far as like, um, I'll say like, if it's like a mother or father going through something with trans, with a trans child, mm-hmm. get them therapy don't just keep constantly telling them like little girls don't do this or little boys don't do this get them therapy i never really thought about giving a child therapy but I, that makes a ton of sense right yeah and a lot of black and a lot of black people don't believe in therapy yeah that's an unfortunate thing but it life. actually but it actually works and it's it's more so for the for the mental state of the child and the adult right mm-hmm. because if you have a trans child how would you even know because you would spew the same thing as maybe like a mother or your mother or your father would say mm-hmm. boys don't do this yeah. boys don't want to wear this and you're not going to wear this right mm-hmm. so you have some some trans people who grow up who hide being trans for so long to the point where it's just like they're just doing it in secret mm. and they want to please their family so they get a wife mm-hmm. they have children and then look at what look what happened look at kate so that's what happens <laughs> yeah. wow <laughs> Like this is this is this is this is really good. This is really good. Uh, and I guess like uh, any last tips because this is like changing the way like I even think about like what I would want to do as a whole. You know, trans. Yeah. Yeah, trans lovers, or if I have trans children, or you know, even trans friends that I might just want to help out somehow, right? Yeah, most definitely. And I will also say respect people's pronouns. Mm. Just be, you know, respect people's pronouns. Don't just respect someone pronouns because they have a million followers on instagram mm-hmm. and you still calling your trans friend jimmy or he mm-hmm. respect people's pronouns and also remember there are trans men in this world don't put everything on trans women mm-hmm. yeah honestly i forgot i forget about trans men if i'm gonna be honest 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Trans men, for people who don't know, are people who are female transitioning to male. You know, so. Wow. But I mean, I think it's so much, I think it's so much, um, we we catch so much slack because it's like, men rule the world. Why the fuck when you want to be a man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you uh, fucking stupid? You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Loki, I'm like, why would I want to be a woman? But, you know, at the same time, yeah, that's a mindset that probably doesn't need to be changed or just re- at least respected for sure, right? Like, yeah, because yeah. in my mind, in my mind, that's not even a question, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it was something that I wanted to do since the age of three. Mm-hmm. Like asking me why, I don't even know why. It, that's what you're- Because I feel, I feel better mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. I feel complete. I feel whole. And to some people, it's probably like, bitch, you're delusional. But I'm not delusional. Right? I know what's going on. I know what I am. I know how I want to be perceived. And, you know, we have the correct terminology and labels to do so now. Mm-hmm. So, which is a great thing. It is. It is. Like, I'm glad to hear that, like, we're starting to get better. And- yeah. I think like I, I really like that advice of like we need to hold men, black men ourselves like accountable for this, you know, like and just to allow ourselves to be open about like how we really feel instead of Yeah, because I really yeah. feel that's where the real progression is gonna come for black trans women. Mm-hmm. When black men start to hold themselves accountable and be like, you know what, I am into this. If you don't like it okay you know yeah but i get it from both ends i understand it from both ends right Mm -hmm. because no one wants to lose family members Mm -hmm. no one wants to be perceived as gay and they don't feel gay Mm -hmm. or they don't see themselves as gay right so i completely understand it from both ends but it's just like in the end we all lose yeah because he's hiding who he truly wants to be or who he truly wants to be with. You have um, his lover who's clueless of who he really is or what he really wants. And then you have the trans woman, lonely, uh, mentally just going insane because she's she's seen and deemed as beautiful She's seen and deemed as a sex symbol. She's seen and deemed as, you know, just like anything that relates to beauty, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I'm so beautiful and I'm the girl of your fantasy, but I can't even be with you and experience who you really are. And you can't even do the same. Mm-hmm. Solely because of my gender, nothing uh, else. Yeah, no, yeah, mm, mm. nothing else. Solely because of my gender, right? You have men out here who, you have a, you have. I'm even gonna say men. You have Christians out here finding Muslim wives, and they can work that out, right? Uh-huh. Wow. They can somewhat work that out and become a very healthy, thriving family. But you, ha- I haven't found a man 
to be in a healthy, thriving relationship. And it all goes back to my gender. So, wow. That's unfortunate, but. Hold them niggas accountable. Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, you probably know how to bleep that out. (laughs) No, no, we're keeping it all in. This was, this, this whole episode was gold. I I definitely (laughs) appreciate it. Like this was, I'm super happy that we made this work. Yeah, I'm happy too. I really appreciate you for bringing me on. Sorry for like going around in circles sometimes. It happens. It happens. You know, in fact, actually, I was even worried. It was like, ah, maybe this might be too personal. But, uh, no, it's not personal. It's very educational, and people need to hear stories from across the board. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just, I'm only, I'm only one trans person, you know? There, there are quite a few and I'm pretty sure we all we all walk down that same path but we have different experiences yeah somewhat yeah no I love how you preface the whole conversation as like this is your perspective this is what you've yeah. gone through and you know it's filled with wisdom like it, it's yeah of course because you know yeah. some people they can take it and be like Oh, well, that's not what my friend, my trans friend told me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not trans friend. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. All right. All right. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> so, where can people find you, by the way? Okay, um, well, my Instagram is the real underscore Roxy. You spell Roxy. R-O-X-I-E. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my Instagram. And if you want to know where to find me, like all of my triple X stuff, just click the link in the Instagram bio. Sweet. Wonderful. You, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this podcast episode. I got to bring you back on because I feel like yeah, this, was, this was like a great, honestly, like great beginning and intermediate lesson. And like, I, I would yeah. love to talk to you. Some I more. agree. I agree. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, as always, to listeners who stayed all the way through, you're dope. Uh, stay dope. Peace.